You got that rocker, MJ in the house, otherwise known as Marty Janetti. You know how we do rocking and roll, starting and strolling, and we're doing it right here on the Rundown Wrestling Network. Keep on rocking. Yeah. Hi, this is John Cena Sr., and you're listening to Twat Magic on the Rundown Wrestling Network. Bitch, pound it and drown the kiss. With the wrist slit, listen to the sound of piss. The piss listener. I'm quick to stick fists in us. I build bricks and sticks to kill Nicola. Still ripping your knickers, the real blister. We're giving your meal tickets to visit the still dicking ya. And I'm a dickhead certified. Dirty dice turning life into pimp sex world at night. Your pussy looking like a bacon and cheese wrap. I'm making a beef. Clap, naked to please that. Terminator, penetrate until your knees snap. Feed that a meat stack of beef. Pill the peen back. Is that too much? Return of the swat. 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 Return of Hey Troy, it's uh, it's Wednesday. It's cold. It's March. You know what that means? Yep. Baseball season's coming. Oh boy. I tell ya. Not for the MLB. No, no, for sure not. Uh, cause uh, Rob Manfield is a dick. A dick. Uh, have you? Uh, so I I follow that quite a lot. Uh, in terms of like the the contract and the CBA and things like that. Have you, have you followed oh, I the, you were talking about dick. I follow, I mean, I, I follow some dick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking, we had a whole conversation about Finn Balor Schwantz last one. Yes. Last night. So go ahead and tune into that. If you want to listen to that shit. Um, th- are you, are you aware at all of like the big sticking point um, uh, on, on why they can't come to an agreement? Uh, it's all money based, right? Yeah, so um, this is gonna this is gonna get it's 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 impossible to not like deep dive into it honestly, but essentially when you got a guy that you bring up from the minors, you have him under team control, quotation marks there, for five seasons, right? And they have like a rookie scale contract. Now this doesn't account for like some guys who are like signed, like first round picks that are signed for big deals or whatever that, but most of your guys that are coming up, they, they have a set amount that they make. And it's usually like the minimum amount, which is $700,000 once they get to the big leagues. Well, so, um, until they get two years of time, they're not eligible to get like any kind of pay increase. So what you wind up happening is a guy will be out there playing in like his second season and he's hitting like 300 with like 24 homers and he's getting paid 900 K. Right. Whereas like you'll have another guy who gets paid like $25 million and he's hitting like 148 or something like that, you know? So what the uh, players association is trying to do is they wanted to have all the owners pool together some money into a pre arbitration pool where it's like it would reward some of these guys who are playing outstanding, but because of the way that the current rules are, are making next to nothing compared to what they should be making, you know? And that's been the big sticking point is, like, the the owners are like, we don't want to pay these fuckers anything more. That's why we set it up in the first place. Like, we want to get, like, a ton of production out of these guys. And then once they start going to, like, arbitration years, which is when they have, like, a person 
when they like, they submit what they think they're worth, the owners submit what they think they're worth, and like they see if they can come to an agreement. The owners are just sitting there and going, "Oh, that second year, we're getting fucking, we're saving a shit ton of money on them," you know. And so that's been the big thing is they're like, all we want is like a hundred million dollars pooled together, and then it just kind of get distributed amongst the players that aren't able to make anything more than they are, you know, based on their performance. And you think about that and you're like, well, yeah, that's like, that's, that's like 3 million each club is putting into this and that's it, you know, like it's not a lot. And when you sit there and you go, the Arizona Diamondbacks last year lost a hundred games. They made $285 million in revenue and were the worst team in baseball. It's like, you're going to tell me you can't spare a couple mil of that <laughs> to, for, to help out some of these players that, like, you know, are, are completely outperforming what they're getting paid for? Yeah, that's the problem. Is And, of course, Manfield's just like, no, we're not going to give those guys money. Fuck them. And there's been a whole thing, too, where it's like... Uh, they can they can sit there and like there's like a hot prospect down in the in the in the minors. They'll keep them down there until a certain date because they know if we bring them up after that, they won't reach their service time by the end of the year. So we'll have another year of them under control because you know they came up but they weren't there long enough to. And it's like that's that's another thing where they're trying to eliminate. Like no, you can't keep fucking with players like that. You can't sit there and like have a guy on the main on on the in the bigs and go, oh yeah. So I know that you're you're like uh, like fourteen to zero as a starting pitcher and you have like a, a one ERA, but we're gonna send you back to the minors because then we can get another year of control onto you and we're just gonna let this guy over here who's like gives up a homer every like third pit, pitch and we're gonna let him take your job because he's he's out by the end of the year anyways, you know? So there's all that bullshit about it, and it's like, it's it's frustrating as a fan, because you're sitting there and you're going, you motherfuckers don't make that money without these players. Mm-hmm. Like, they are your team. <laughs> People are going out and they're buying the jerseys of your players, you know? And, like, do I think that a lot of pro athletes are, are overpaid? Yes. But do I think that there should be a closer gap between your top player making $250 million over three seasons and your lowest paid guy making a million after three years? Yes, I think there needs to be a lot closer of a gap on that. You know? But a lot of the players that are overpaid, they're not producing either. Right. <clears throat> they'll be signed to huge contracts and then they'll just regress. And exactly. So why not like give the money to the younger players that are producing? Right. Yeah, and there's a whole thing about that too. It's like um owners will sign these guys to big big money deals and it's like you know, then they start underperforming and then they'll keep them guy those guys around. And they'll keep them around because they're like, well, we're paying them. <laughs> and meanwhile, like these other younger guys are getting, you know, just floundering around in the, in the minors because they don't have a spot to to get to the majors. You know, yeah, it's it's not great. And and MLB has already taken so many hits with, you know, this is the second fucking strike now that we've had in a couple of years. And of course, there was all of that stuff where it was like, well, Manfield had six weeks to talk to the the players' association and didn't. Like he yeah. just he just didn't, 
And then all of a sudden comes up and he's like, oh, we should probably talk about this now. And hey, if we don't get a deal done by this time, we're going to start canceling games. And it's like, you fucking asshole. What, what were you doing the past six weeks? <laughs> you know? Like, never talked to him at all. You know? So, that guy's a fucking prick. And, of course, all the owners, all they care about is making money for, you know. There's there's a couple owners out there. I mean, like, the, the owners, uh, owners of my team, the, the Brewers, that's a guy who's like, I love the game. Let's get back to playing. You know, he's he's like, we need to get this well, deal done. Because you guys don't really win. We've been in the playoffs. That's all the you guys can only play the game. It's not true at all. So you guys just play for fun, anyways. That's not true at all. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I'm sure. I'm sure even like the Fenway Group are sitting there and like they don't want to lose games either because they lose revenue too. You know. Yeah. And, no, they just keep jacking up everything. Yeah. You know? And that's what's going like to happen. $25 for a hot dog. And that's what will happen. It's not is, even good. Yeah, they'll sit there and they'll, and they'll go, okay, well, we lost this amount of money because we missed these home games, so yeah. now we're just going to up everything a little bit to cover that the rest of the year, you know? And it's it's shitty, you know? Because the, cause I guarantee you the Red Sox are still going to make $500 million in revenue, <laughs> you know? It's like, you don't need to increase prices at all. You're doing just fine. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's the fun of it. So, um, that's fun. That is fun. In a um, follow-up to yesterday, we had um, there was a, a conversation that I had regarding the fact that I I took a little spill yesterday. Uh, Why, well, as I was before I, was, I, before I laugh, are you okay? I am I am okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, I I slipped on the ice yesterday, putting my kids in the car before school, and uh, dropped all of my weight onto my elbow. Um, I I am still pretty sore, <laughs> but uh, nothing like visible. I was expecting there may be like a, a bruise or some of that. It feels like it's bruised, but I can't see anything. But you're okay, yeah. not swollen or anything. No, I mean okay. it's. I got a little bit, but I'm fine. So, nothing, nothing too bad there. The uh, today I had to go and uh, pick up all of our Girl Scout cookies because I have to distribute them tomorrow. So when I get there, uh, the the lady that was uh, taking care of like organized everything is like, hey, by the way. Um, they didn't send us any lemonades or any peanut butter sandwiches, so those boxes are just going to come eventually. And it's like, oh, good. So I get to make a second trip out to your house in order to pick up the rest of my cookies? Like, right. I have to, I'm going to be going and asking people for money, and they're going to have to pay me money for cookies that they haven't received yet. <laughs> like, that's kind of bullshit. So, of course, I'm, like, I'm organizing everything, and, and I get to the end of my list, and I look, and I'm like, hold on a second. Why do I have extra boxes? <laughs> and I'm like, well, this isn't good. So I go through, like, the list again, and I'm like, okay, I have, like, five fucking Thin Mint boxes and two Caramel Delight boxes. I was like, why do I have so many more than I should have? And I'm looking through, and... 
you know, they had started to make it now where you can do like direct ship, where people can order through like your girls, your your girl, and get shit sent directly to their house. Well, the woman that was organizing all their cookies didn't realize that one of the orders listed on there was a direct ship. And instead included that in my total. So now I just have extra boxes of cookies. Oh. <laughs> and I'm sitting there and I was like, I don't I don't want these. Like I might have taken like a box or two, but not fucking seven boxes of cookies. Like trying to lose weight, motherfucker. And like and of course, like I have to pay for them, you know. So it's like I have to now try to like hustle on the side to try to sell them <laughs> to like people at work or stuff like that. No, my question to you is: My husband asked me if I wanted cookies. Yes. Because he wanted to buy some from your daughter. Did he? Uh, no, I don't believe he did. Well, hit him up for cookies. Because okay. I believe I told him to order these exact cookies that you have. Oh, well, that's perfect. So hit him up, and right. he'll, he, maybe he'll Venmo you some money. And if you ship them to us, then we'll be all set. We'll, we could possibly take those cookies off your hands. I th- So we may be all set. Okay. Yeah, let me uh, go ahead and text him. I Pick. believe so. Okay. Uh, hey, baby. <laughs> I, Although, you do know we're doing the show right now, right? Yeah. I got okay. some extra Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> if you are interested. I got them Thin Mints and them Caramel Delights. Perfect. All right. <laughs> nice. Now you'll notice I did not. I that that was me texting him. That wasn't that wasn't me signing him up for anything or anything like that. Did I, did I tell you I was in the car with him and he got a phone call from the dance studio, like asking, saying, "Oh, we haven't like we're calling to check in about." Mm-hmm dancing and he was like i fucking hate troy (laughs) you know what fair and we actually had an opportunity to sign you up for something and i asked him do you want to sign troy up for this he's like nope i don't do that to people oh he's gonna take the high road on that because me i totally would have been like yes i'm signing up for that I'm signing up for fucking Pornhub, doing whatever I gotta do. <laughs> and it was like perfect. It was for like the reminder for when the Bella's wine was back in stock or something. Like it was perfect. <laughs> it was like something perfect. It was amazing. And he was like, "Nope, I'm good. I don't do that to my friends." Fair. Like he took the high road. Don't you feel bad? Mm. Mm-hmm. Don't you feel like a bad friend? I mean, I am a bad friend though. I, 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 I admit that. I, I, I admitted and, and apologized on there that I fucked up uh, because I didn't think it was going to be that bad. And, and I, I underestimated um, how, yeah. much, how much of a whore that place is. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So, again, I apologize. I have said it. Uh, if I could take it back, I would. Uh, I told him, I'm like, you should just, like, take a class. You might like it. 
You know? Maybe. He's a he's a Fun. he's a big motherfucker too, so like I feel like And he's done um, that DDP yoga, so he's flexible. Yeah. So yeah, um oh, we have another fantastic show. Yeah, we do. Our show, not not the cunt show. Oh yes, our show. That shit is shit. And this one is entitled Model Behavior with Camille Kostek. Kostek? Mm-hmm. Kostek. Uh, if you don't know who Camille Kostek is, don't worry. Not we'll many people ya. do. We'll, we will tell you, though. She's got many, 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 Boner. many jobs. Yep. <laughs> uh, so. Here we go! Going. The twats open up a bunch of wine, including the fifty and fifty, or they call it fifty fifty, but it's 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 fifty and fifty. Which, if you are not a wine connoisseur, is an a hundred and twenty five dollar bottle of wine. Yes. Actually, there are two different kinds of wine. One is fifty and fifty. The other is fifty fifty. Is there? Yes. That's bad naming. Yes. Hold on. Because all I could find was Capanil 50 and 50. And. Oh, La 50 50. Jean Paul Tolat and Anne Gross. Um, <laughs> okay, I have to. Oh. This cuvee is born of a blending of three compounds to form a table wine, there, a real one. The, the French one. Issue from a majority of a 25 years Grenache. It is joined by Sarah and young Carignan for 20, 35 years, having matured in stainless steel tusks. This wine Pijou. is delicate. Pijou. It's the Pijou, P-E-J-U dot com. Oh, Pijou. <laughs> uh, I don't see that anywhere. Where is that? Well, tell us how much it costs then. Um, is it 50 by 50? There are way too many wines named 50, 50, 50 and 50, 50 by 50. Like, come up with better names, assholes. <laughs> I'm trying to... I... Well, the one I'm looking at right now, it's like, there's different prices. $245 a bottle. Oh, it's worse. <laughs> $150. Okay, so Peugeot in the Napa Valley has a, how you say, 50-50. And it is $120 a bottle. Uh, and also you get 94 Peugeot points for purchasing it. I don't yeah. know what the Pigeon points are, but I'm sure they are good. You get so yeah. many points and you get a free bottle? I highly doubt that. I don't know. Oh, it's no. It's like scan oh. your card. Never mind. Sorry, that is that is the rate, the rating that they got. <laughs> they got they got 94 points by American Fine Wine Competition. I'm sure it's out of a thousand, but that's okay. With its Impedimis Blender, 50% Cabernet Sauvignon and 50% Molo, the 2018 50-50 starts on a nose with hints of brumble fruit and black tea. 
The palette is extremely complex with plum, licorice, dark berries, and vanilla bean. Enjoyable now. This wine will oh. age beautifully over the next decade. Oh. Have a 2015 <laughs> Late Harvest Orange Muscat. Oh, yes, a Muscat. I once caught a Muscat in the Everglades. <laughs> I, fr- <laughs> I fried it up with some uh, with some tantalizing red peppers. Yes. It was delicious. Mm-hmm. But you know, nothing can beat the 2018 Reserve Pinot Noir. <laughs> <laughs> I am also a big fan of a little uh, Rio Neat. That's nice. Yes, that's nice. <laughs> I don't know how offensive that is. I think we only got like one viewer in France, so I think we're okay. They also have some recipes on their website, Fuju.com. Flower, flowerless dark chocolate tort. For anybody who's interested. There you go. All right. Nikki is recording on a potato this week. And you can... Yes. yes <laughs> it was really bad. For sure. It was really bad. Yeah. Uh, you can also hear them dumping an entire full bottle of wine into their gaping mouths. Uh, yeah. Nikki is apparently co-hosting a show called The Daily Pop. Yeah, uh, I don't. Do you, I have no idea what that is. I meant to look that up, but I got distracted. So, Daily Pop is an e-online show. Oh, is that the? Oh, I I know what that is now. Okay. So it's hot garbage but it's essentially they're like uh hey you can go and watch and we'll give you like a it's it's like uh when you're at the show yeah it's like when you're when you're 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 filling your your gas tank they'll have like the little gas station tv thing come up it's like one of those things where it's like this is Nikki Bella, and uh, here's the news. Uh, a local TikToker got uh, fucking fisted in her ass live on air. Here's, <laughs> like, and that's that's the kind of dumb shit where it's like, yeah. I knew that. I knew that. There you go. Sure. But they quickly switch over to uh, America's Got Cancer. And Nikki gushes vaginal juices all over the show. Uh, the cunts will be welcoming Camille Kostick, uh, who is the host of Wipeout. Uh, if you are a fan of that, uh, they brought it back, because why the fuck not? Well, but, I thought it was interesting that Brie was like super excited because she loves watching people fall over. Yes, uh, I'm sure it's mostly because she's an alcoholic. And her falling over drunk is just a normal Tuesday. Well, I mean, I mean, did, did we not learn that from the last podcast that we talked about last week? From when she, you know she knocked that girl over yeah. and was like, "Fuck off." You mean when not she helping sh- you up? When she shoulder checked that cunt? Yeah, my son shoulder checked me today in my kitchen, almost knocked me over. He's like, "Wow, you went pretty far." Like. Well, your son's also a brick shit house, so yeah, I would I would imagine him fucking running shoulder tackling you into the wall is probably not gonna feel great. <laughs> it was an accident, but he was like, "Wow, <laughs> you went flying." Hey, Bob, check this out. Yeah, I can think... knock you into the next room. 
<laughs> that's okay. That's okay. See, like, um, if if he were to like threaten you, like he can back it up. Me having a conversation with my four year old, where she told me she was going to throw me across the room, is not a, a a good threat coming from her. And I looked at her dead in the eyes, and I'm like, "Woman, you can't pick up twenty pounds. How do you think you're going to pick me up?" <laughs> oh, I bet you she could deck you. She could deck me, but she can't pick me up and throw me. Oh, she fuck you up. <laughs> Probably. She's a scrapper. Yeah, kick your ass. My money's on her. <laughs> Before we get into uh, Camille, we get a World War ad. Sorry, WW ad. Um, which, how you can find out how you can overspend and underlose today. Uh, then which, I got a. Which one of the Twats friends do you think actually used WW? Um, I don't know. Do you think it was Nia Jax? Oh, probably. Probably. Yeah. She's she's anti-vax, so I don't know if she would be willing to. I mean, she probably would. Yeah. WWE is one of those those sites. that's like we don't we don't use science, but you we can prove we can tell you that you will lose weight if you do everything other than eat our food. Uh, then I got a uh, our ad for State Farm. Yeah. Yeah. Camille enters the void and talks about how much she loves whoever these two cunts are she's talking to. Right. (laughs) It didn't seem like she knew who she was talking to. (laughs) She loved them. She loved watching them wrestle. Like, total, like, ass kiss. Like, I'm sorry. Do Do you know who they are? Like, really? See, and I, I feel like <laughs> I feel like she just Googled them and was like, oh, that's who you are? I mean, I, I get it. She's, uh, spoiler alert, she's fucking Rob Gronkowski. But, uh, um, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, anyways. So, Nikki claims that the Super Bowl showed her that everyone is just ready to see COVID's over and start getting together. Like, you really had to throw that in there? I'm, also, I'm pretty sure this is not the first time that she said that. Like, people are just, like, ready to get out. I think she said that on, you know, for the Super Bowl podcast that they talked about when they were jumping from party to party. Mm-hmm. You know, with everybody getting out to go to all, to all the Super Bowl parties and they were changing outfits because everybody just was ready to get out and see people and... Like, the same thing with WrestleMania, I think she was, or the Royal Rumble, that everybody was doing that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nikki and Bree then talk about uh, getting spray tans and being fake gas guns. And then they talk about wipeouts. And at this point, Bree is starting to deep throat her mic. And I realized that the audio quality of this episode is worse than one of our episodes. Our episodes are not bad at all. They're not bad at all. As long as we don't, like, smack the mic around and drop stuff, we're good. Yeah, except we do all of those things quite a bit. Camille talks about being a model and how she always wanted to be famous. And she says uh, she gets to show up on set and not have a script... And she's able to just fuck around while they're recording. And uh, at this point, I found kind of odd that they keep talking about 
Camille hosting the show. But she's not the only host of the show. No, she's not. And she's she's not even technically like a host of the show. She's she's like the on assignment reporter for the show, like they used to do with Julie Wagner or whatever or whatever her name is. Where it's yeah. like she's down by the contestants and like interviews them kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, oh man, I was trying to remember who hosted the new wipeout. And Were you? I, yeah, I I was. Uh and then it and then it hit me. Well, one of them is the name is, is John Cena. <laughs> yeah, uh they never mentioned <laughs> they never they never mentioned uh that guy. Which was odd because you think that uh you know, they would be like Hey, Camille, what's it like hosting with, uh... And his name is John C. <laughs> Not once. Didn't mention him once. <laughs> Do you think they had, like, Camille sign something that she wouldn't mention his name at all? Boobies. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I'm sure. Or do you think like Nikki was sitting there like gripping her ass cheeks, like hoping hoping that she wasn't gonna mention his name at all? Gripping whose ass cheeks? Camille's ass cheeks? Maybe. You, like, what do you think was happening? Like, do you think that something was said? Like, do not mention his name. I am almost 100% positive that they said, "You can talk about wipeout all you want, but if you so much as utter that motherfucker's name, I will cut you." Because, because I, I yeah. did find something where she said that my sister grew up a huge John Cena fan. Nice. I found an article where she where she talked about it. Right on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she was very excited to work with him. When I did the chemistry read and I was offered the job, the first person I called was my family. I told them, my goodness, I'm going on Wipeout. John Cena's one of the hosts. My oh, sister grew up a huge... You found the same article! Yes. <laughs> my sister grew up a huge fan of John Cena. She asked if she could be my contestant partner, and I had to tell her, Julia, I've been hosting my whole life. I've been hosting my whole life? Really? This is the biggest hosting job of my career. I'm going to be a host of a show, not a contestant... Alright, so she's been hosting her whole life. Now, remember, she's 30. Uh, let me go ahead and uh, run down <laughs> this bitch's uh, IMDb credits. Alright? Alright, here we go. Right, ready? ready? So, she has uh cheerleader <laughs> uh, Super Bowl audience member Super Bowl audience member uh, winner of the Sports Illustrated swimsuit search uh, and then a bunch of guest appearances on things and I'm not seeing her hosting anything here we go uh, entertainment tonight guest co-host for one episode in 2021. 
and of course, host of Wipeout, the show that she says she just got that she has been hosting for her entire life. Her her acting credits are uh, 2014 a music video. 2018, a movie called I Feel Pretty. Can you go ahead and guess uh, what uh, what name she has in that movie? How big of a, of a part of a, in, in, that she has in it? Um, cashier. No, Hostess. <laughs> uh, then we've got another music video, another music video. Then a TV movie called Fashionably Yours, where she plays somebody, something named Sam. Then Love for Real, a TV movie where she plays something called Emily. She's in Free Guy as Bombshell, so I'm sure that's a really big part. Uh, Then Monsters of California as Meg is her most recent one. And that is her, like, I'm a huge star. I'm a huge actress, and I've been hosting Free my whole life. You've hosted one fucking TV show. <laughs> uh, so Camille talks about the douche canoe she's fucking Rob Gronkowski, but she doesn't name him really. She just yeah. calls it, she calls him Rob the entire time. It's it's the Bellas at the end are finally like they like mentioned yeah, they name drop that it's Gronk. Yeah. Um so if you don't know, uh yeah, she's taken the ultimate chat's cock in her since lit. Uh, Rob Gronkowski. Camille Flatout says she just doesn't have the energy to do anything that requires preparation or work. That's why she likes Wipeout, because she doesn't. She can just waltz onto set and just talk. And she wants to be an actress. You have you have to learn lines for that. They ask her if she would ever do the course, and she she says that she would, but she needs someone to motivate her to do her because, as we've established, she's lazy. <laughs> right. Yeah. The Bellas then bring up Camille's photo shoots. So, um, body positivity on the Bellas podcast is not is non-existent, right? But I will say this. If you have ever seen uh, Camille, what she looks like, now, she has a, a very attractive face. Uh, she does not have what I would consider to be, like, those, like, Hollywood titties, like the, like, ultra-perky, like, big titties or whatever that. She's got because they're natural. They're natural. They're the, she's got sizable, but they, there's a little sag to them, you know. Because it's they're natural. So yeah. I was I was hella surprised. I'm like I was like this chick is gonna be like I got thicky titties and I got big areolas and like I'm so fat. She and was very like that. confident with herself. Yeah, which was uh, was kind of nice to hear it because like I said, like she's a very look she's a very attractive woman, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, she's not somebody that's like your like. She's close, but she's not exactly like your prototypical like swimsuit model, you know. 
So yeah, it was nice that they that she didn't go into like how oh good like cellulite on my legs and stuff like you know. <laughs> well, she's a, like a natural, beautiful, like normal, not plastic made up kind yep. of person. Yeah. Yeah. So she talks about um, she noticed that while she was doing some of these beach shoots. That some of the beaches that she was on uh, were a little dirty. They'd, they'd have some trash on it. Um, now, I assumed that she was referring to Rob Gronkowski, but no, she's actually referring to like physical trash that was on the yeah. beach. Mm-hmm. Um, so she wanted to do something to, to help. Uh, she felt that she was in a position that she could help. So, so she started off like picking up trash at whatever beach she was you know, doing her bikini shoots at. Uh, then wound up seeing a bumper sticker for a beach cleanup outreach and she claims that that was her sign that she needed to get out there and help now so far so far i'm with her this all sounds really cool this all sounds really nice and she sounds like a good person yeah and then she completely lost me with her next statement mm-hmm. where she said you have to do good things because doing good things increases the positive polarity of the earth by 70%. Well, she said her friend told her that. Okay, you could go ahead and put as many people as you want in between it. You still used it on a platform here. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> but she said that's what her friend told her. Okay. She just she just likes to think that <laughs> when you do some but she explained it when you do something nice for somebody whether it's smile do something nice for them do something nice for the environment something positive it puts some positive juju out there and someone smiles it just it's good right i don't have a problem with any of that Mm-hmm. I have a problem with this bullshit percentage <laughs> of it increases the what? positive Listen. polarity by 70%. First of all, how do you measure that? <laughs> her friend told her, okay? How do you her measure... Her friend was Tom Brady, and whatever Tom Brady says is right, okay? Because he's the GOAT. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know if that's right. <laughs> This was just baffling to me because, like, yeah, if you want to say that, like, oh, you can increase the positive polarity of the Earth just by being nice, stuff like that, no problem with that whatsoever. No problem with that. It's stupid, but whatever. No, no, no. It's the bullshit pulled out of my ass that you can increase it by 70%. 70%. Did you look it up? Which means, Yes, and it's not a thing. <laughs> it's not a thing. Listen, the Bellas bought it, and she knew it. They were going to go for it hook, line, and sinker. You can't, first of all, Earth has a set polarity no matter what. You can't actually alter its polarity in any stretch of the imagination. But also, you can't, there, there is no way that you can can measure the positive polarity of the Earth and then be able to extrapolate the percentage that you're able to increase that polarity just by smiling at a homeless person. <laughs> Tom Brady said so. I'm sure he did. Tom Brady is a whiny bitch baby. And Giselle, that's her other best friend. Yeah, I'm sure. Told her this. Yeah, the fucking two worst. She's a supermodel too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. If I if I go on anymore about this, my brain's gonna explode. 
Camille says, it's very rare to go on a podcast and talk about charity. Showing it again that she's never listened to this podcast at all. Because almost every episode, the twats talk to somebody who has some kind of charity going on. <laughs> uh, they ask, what is on Camille's vision board? And Camille's like, everything that I'm currently doing, like being a host of a game show, being a model, fucking a rich asshole, like everything that I'm doing, like I'm, I'm good. Like my life is perfect. Uh-huh. And she's like, there's really nothing to add except maybe I want to do a podcast. Uh, <laughs> which I could only imagine what she would ever talk about. First of all, I'm sure that the podcast would be called a positive polarity. Uh, yeah. second, <laughs> second, it's like, I have, I have a, a sneaking suspicion that people don't want to hear what she's got to say. <laughs> Cause like, she's Why? like, she's like, I would just go on there and like talk about like charity, which people never do. And like, I guess, I guess she would talk about like, so Rob like cupped a fart and pushed it in my face today. <laughs> And it shows yeah. shows how much he loves me. Uh, I also caught him with his penis in a hot dog bun. Uh, I don't know what he was doing with it, but he he was about to put ketchup on it, and he was smiling, so I assume he was just having a blast. So, he does sound like that type of guy, doesn't he? <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> uh, she does say that she wants to live in a, a normal house instead of wherever the fuck she lives. I guess she lives in like condos or something like that now. But that's on her vision board, like a really nice house. Apparently, Camille claims that she created the hashtag never not dancing. And it started, apparently, from her being asked to hold still while the makeup crew, who get paid to put makeup on people's faces, could do their job without her fucking bopping around <laughs> and fucking up their job. And because of the fact that she apparently has ADHD and can't sit still, uh, somebody said, you're never not dancing. And she's like, uh, light bulb, hashtag never not dancing, bitch. And so she started as like, oh, somebody recorded me and I started this hashtag. And then like other people were like, oh, it's like this cool, like spontaneous thing. And she's like, okay. Now what I'm going to do, though, is I'm going to set up the camera, and I'm going to hit record, and I'm just going to start dancing. Which is completely opposite of what got got people interested in the first place. It's like, yeah, you took something that was, like, uh, like organic and real, and you're like, fuck that. I'm going to do choreographed dancing. It's like, good. You do exactly what 95% of everyone else does on TikTok. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But because of this hashtag... She got a cash cancer patient to live. Because <laughs> the cancer patient's like, you know what? I was going to die of lung cancer, but instead I need to hashtag never not dancing myself back to life. And so now all is good. Whatever keeps him going, Troy. I hear you. The twats bring up Camille being an old hag now and somehow achieving her goals of being hostess in a movie role. And Camille tells everyone to never stop trying. And how being beautiful can help you accomplish almost anything in life. But Don't you forget have... to mention her jewelry business. Oh, yeah, well, 
You just did. I think we're good. <laughs> Actually, the jewelry's beautiful. It's expensive, but it's beautiful. Well, of course it's expensive. Look at her. <laughs> like, like, it's made out of like sand, and it's very, it's pretty. It's very pretty. All right. Like it's beachy, and it's it's very pretty. It, they, she has like home stuff and this jewelry and. Dune jewelry, in case you yeah. want to take a little peeky peek, is yeah, Camille Kostek travel inspired jewelry and gifts. And then yeah, there's I like a, a picture of her with like way too much shit on her. Uh, yeah, hundred and eighty dollars for a ring with a aquamarine baguette cut uh, jewel in it. Two hundred twenty dollars for earrings with that same thing. Uh, here's three hundred and seventy-six dollars for some fourteen-karat gold earrings hoops. Three hundred ninety dollars for a necklace. Yeah, it's super overpriced. Whoa, four hundred and fifty dollars for a moonstone teardrop ring. Jeepers. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty though. Yeah, it's fine. I wouldn't pay that fucking much though. Uh, so Camille says, "Hey, you know what? You got to believe in yourself." And, like, since nobody has ever said those words before, like, what an amazing statement to make. If, you, if you're going to succeed, you got to believe in yourself. Right. You also got to be beautiful. That helps. If you really want to be a model, guess what? You have to have been born beautiful and believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. It's time for the game Model Behavior. So, pretty much all their games are pretty much the same thing, and then they just name them something different at this point, right? Yeah, pretty much related to whatever the guest is. Yeah. But this time, they got to edit in a bunch of uh, camera flashes, uh, which was super lame. Yeah, So, totally. So, they're like, hey, we're going we're gonna to give you a completely made-up scenario, and then you're going to tell us how you'd react to it. Mm-hmm. And she's like... Okay. You walk into a bookstore and you see someone about to purchase 10 copies of the Sports Illustrated that that you're on the cover of. How do you react? Well, let me tell you how I would react. One, I'd be like, the fuck do you need 10 copies of this thing for? (laughs) That would be my first thing. But no, she's like, oh, I would stop him and offer to sign them. And like, if I was that guy, I'd be like, I don't need you to sign my jerk-off material. I'm good. Like, I'm just going to ruin this thing. So that's why I'm buying 10 of them. Do you want them autographed and do you want them personalized to anybody? Yeah. Uh, eBay, a small E, big B. (laughs) (laughs) No, she's like, tells a story of how apparently she was in a store and she overheard a small girl be like, I need a copy of Sports Illustrated with that Camille. Uh, no dick or whatever her fucking name is on it. Can you get that for me? And instantly I'm like, this story didn't happen. <laughs> no, no part of the story happened. But apparently she's like, oh, I walked up to them because of course that happened right when I was there. And I was like, hey, little girl, uh, you're ugly, but hey, you can look at me and I'm beautiful. I've got a copy of it of my car, so let me go get it for you. And then she went out to her car and and gave a copy of the swimsuit edition, Mm -hmm. the swimsuit edition, to a small child. (laughs) Well, Troy, what you're not telling of the story is they were in her hometown 
where she's clearly like a local celebrity and they knew who she was. Highly doubt that, but go ahead. <laughs> she's from a small town in Delaware. No. And uh, you're wrong. Connecticut. I, oh, Connecticut. Okay, whatever. Um, and she she went out to the car and got her that because she's from the small town in Connecticut. All right. So the town of Killingworth, Connecticut, mm-hmm. is where she's from. Right. Yeah. It has a population of six thousand people. All right. That's, that's small. It's bigger than my town, but yeah, it's small. Uh, if you go to um, the notable people list, you have uh, Jeff Bagwell, a player for the Houston Astros, a Hall of Fame player, uh, Carlton Beals, a journalist, Abel Boul, a publisher, Jonathan Bush, an, a, a the brother of George H.W. Bush, Titus Cohn, a missionary to Hawaii. I don't know why that guy is famous. Silas Halsey, a congressman. Haynes Johnson, which is an amazing name, a Pulitzer Prize winning <laughs> journalist. Camille Koshtek, a model who was on the cover of Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. Hugh Lofting, author of the Dr. Doolittle series. Washington F. Wilcox, a U.S. congressman. And Ricky Lake, a TV personality. And I for sure can tell you, half of those people are more famous than Camille Gostick. <laughs> I just want—I just wanted to go to their uh, their website and see if they they listed her on on here at all. Uh, they do not. <laughs> but to be fair, they actually don't list any of those people I just said either. So, and they're like about her township. So. Is it out of the the realm of possibility that somebody in her town was like, I want to get that sports edge because, like, she's a... Possibly. But I... I highly doubt it. I'm gonna gonna go ahead and hit hit F in the chat for that one because I don't believe her. But anyways... You don't believe anybody. I don't. I'm a very pessimistic person when it comes to it. But mostly, most, mostly it's because, like, that's some fucking true... you don't like to celebrate anybody's success. No, because it's like some Truman Show shit where it's like... She just happens to overhear somebody talking about her. And the, and people don't realize that she's standing there. Like, I'm sorry, but that really doesn't happen that often. Where, like, people... You know, it's, it's like movie fucking bullshit. Like... No, I I don't think that's the case at all. I think she was like wandering around, and there was like people people going up there, and she's like, "Hey, have you have you seen that I'm on the cover of Sports Illustrated? You can see my nipples in it." <laughs> you know, I don't you, know. You don't think if you were like if you were like at the Wawa and somebody was like, "Oh, well, you know, I heard that Troy Blank, you know." has a really successful podcast on Stitcher. <laughs> sure. And he's got such and such amount of listeners, and someone's like, yeah, I don't believe that. You don't want to be like, yeah, motherfucker, come look. First of all, I I am not at all successful in any uh, endeavor. Second, I have never been... There, there has never been a time that somebody has recognized me from the podcast. 
Well, because well, well, you're on a podcast and you don't have a face on the podcast, but right. But even like my voice or anything of that, and, and like, and I've talked to some people about the fact that I do podcasting, and then even those people who know me can't be bothered to listen to me <laughs> do a podcast. So no, I your your entire fabricated story is not possible. Anyways. Oh, you're like a Debbie Downer. <laughs> I uh, I usually am, but it's okay. Someone hands you a snake and tells you to model with it. What do you do? Camille somehow doesn't say, what's the big fucking deal? People model with snakes all the time. And she instead is like, oh, yeah, like, I guess I would do it. Somehow, in in the conversation of Camille talking about a snake and talking about, like, she transitions to a story where she had to, like, be out on a boat and, like, act slutty, and Nikki was like, I'm scared of the ocean. Which was such a weird fucking out-of-the-blue thing to, like, say. <laughs> but I assume it's just because she's like, I need something to be more shallow than I am in order for me to feel comfortable, and the ocean's just too deep. You make dinner plans with a friend, and you forget your credit card at home. And she's like, yeah, I, I have this thing called a smartphone. And on that smartphone, there's, like, PayPal and Cash App and, like, a bunch of other things that you can either pay without having a card, or you can just send people money. <laughs> like, this is not an issue anymore. This isn't the 80s. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Like... Yeah, you can literally sit next to somebody and be like, here, here, I'm going to send you 20 bucks. And you can just send them fucking money. Just like that. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Our final scenario, Gronk announces that Camille will be his tag team partner when he returns to the WWE. And Camille's like, well, me and Gronk do wrestle which is hella gross. And then she says, well, I'm, I'm like, my legs are really powerful. Like, my thighs can crush his uh, skull. I was like, did she, was she going to say that her thighs can crush his cock? Was that what she's going to say? Because <laughs> it sure sounded like she was just, just going to say her thighs can crush his cock. <laughs> which leads me to believe that she's had this conversation in regards to her thighs crushing his cock before. <laughs> Perhaps. Yeah, I'm sure Vince really wants his D-list celebrity cum dumpster stepping into his fucking ring. Nope. Camille's affirmation is don't compare yourself to anyone else. Which, of course, is easy when you're a beautiful model to say. Because <laughs> if you compare right. yourself to anyone else, they're going to come up short. <laughs> what the internet says. That's right. I didn't I didn't hate her as much as I normally hate their assholes that are on here. So I will say Probably that. Because she wasn't like shallow like everybody else's. Yeah. I mean like Yeah. And she wasn't obnoxious. 
That's true. She definitely was not ob- not like obnoxious. She definitely didn't do any of like the typical like rich cunt things that, they, that we get from a lot of their people on there. Like she had, she was was okay. Like and there was a little bit of satisfaction of knowing that she can mention John Cena at any time and yep. fuck up Nikki's day. <laughs> right. <laughs> Be like, hey, by the way, uh, there was one time that we were doing a little skit. And John Cena got splashed by water. Right. And uh, I could totally. John Cena jumped on the big balls. Yeah, yeah. His uh, his pants got a little wet. I could totally see the outline of his mushroom head. Like, yeah. It was good. You you yeah. you got to be missing that, right? <laughs> right. You're like, you're like. One time, uh, we were in catering. And uh, I got up from my chair, and I thought that, like, I hit my head against the brick wall. Turns out it was just his, like, pecs. <laughs> and then he, like, totally, like, held me for a little bit and was like, are you okay? And uh, and uh, I got a little wet. You remember that, those times, right? That, that, that happened to you all the time, right? And then it makes you wonder, like, what kind of shit he talked about Nikki. Mm-hmm. And, like, what kind of shit she knows about Nikki. And what she's actually thinking in her head. Oh, I would love it. Like, it just... All kinds of scenarios, you know? Yeah. I assume that the editor had to work overtime on this one, right? Yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> <laughs> either, either there had to have been a couple times... Which, maybe that's why Nikki wasn't in the room with them. Oh, maybe. Because <laughs> they're, they're like... Because, like, look, we can, we can hear the dirty looks you're giving her. Like, we don't... Yeah. We're, we're, we're good, you know? We enjoyed it. Yeah. All right. Anything else to say about this episode? No, sir. Perfect. So, why don't you go ahead and send us on home? Um, join us next week to find out what's up with these cuts. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows, as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there, or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Network. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling. And you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash the Salzer Effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production. <laughs>